All right, yo, 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 welcome to the Cheston Podcast. How's everybody doing out there on this lovely Tuesday? Uh, it's beautiful out here in Dallas. It's the fall season. The leaves are falling on the ground. The wind is blowing. It is finally not hot. We are out of the summer <laughs> a season. We are now in the fall season and going on to the winter season. I cannot believe this year is about to be over, but enough of that. Here are the hot topics for the week of October 17th to the 23rd. Following, I don't know if you listened to my last episode um, from the previous week, but following up on my report um, on North Korea, um, North Korea um, they were they've uh, released photos of of Kim Jong Un overseeing missile launches. Well, BTS, you know the makeup pop group, the K-pop group that's like dominating the Billboard charts. But anyways, they are set to fulfill their mandatory military service in South Korea. Yes. They, yes, they are headed to South Korea. They are headed to the South Korean military. Okay. Um, as I previously reported, North Korea is testing launches to hit and wipe out South Korean and U.S. targets. So I feel it's like my duty, especially if I'm going to do journalism. It doesn't matter if it's pop culture and fun and all that. I think people need to be aware of what's going on in the world. This is like something serious. So I decided to, you know, let you guys know what's going on. Um, but the group, BTS, they will reconvene in 2025. Prayers out to them. I hope um, all members do make it through. If if we do get to that point where, you know, they do start. But I don't know. Those photos were released. So it looks like Kim Jong-un, he's not playing. Um, North Korea is not playing. And like I said before, they were testing launches to hit and wipe out South Korean and U.S. targets. So that means if you're in the U.S., we need to be very cautious and be very aware um, I don't like to watch the news, but I do keep my my eyes on headlines or what, what's going on online because, I mean, I like to be in the know of what's going on in the world, and I feel like everybody else should be, you know, in the know. But anyways, um, moving on to the next report. Instagram is reportedly working on a feature that will allow users to pick a profile song similar to MySpace. I don't know if you if this is like for the MySpace crowd from that era, if anybody ever had a MySpace account. I don't know if you guys remember, if you had, you know, everybody remembers like the top four friends, top eight friends where you get to choose your, basically your, your best friends or who you're closest to on your profile. It was like so personalized. I kind of do miss it. Um, but I do remember having to do all the layouts and make my layouts and the photos and all the stress of that. Like you wanted to make it so cool, but it's like, who are you trying to impress? (laughs) But, but that's what it was at the time. But anyways, um, Back when MySpace um, was on, you could actually put like your favorite song that was out on your your profile. So anytime somebody visited your page, they would hear that song in the background while they're looking at your pictures or scrolling down, reading, you know, people that are in your comments or, you know, or looking at who is in the top eight or top four friends. But um, Instagram is going through this weird period where they're trying to keep up with TikTok because as you guys know, I don't know if anybody knows, but TikTok and like Snapchat are like the two highest um, social media platforms right now. Like that's where everybody's head on right now. But I know the number one is TikTok. Everybody's on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok. I don't know how to work it. Um, I'm fine with Instagram and Twitter. Those are like my two favorite that I go back and forth with. But like I said before, Instagram is going through a lot of changes. I feel like they're trying to, you know, keep up with other apps. I feel like they should just stick to what, you know, the formula that they started with, which was just, you know, you know, posting awesome pictures and, you know, giving awesome little quotes under the pictures. Like you get to like personalize how people want to see your life on that 
um, platform, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, but okay. Um, so moving on to the next topic, and again, this week, Kanye West is in the headlines. Um, this time, the mother of George Floyd's daughter has filed a $250 million lawsuit against Ye, following his recent ignorant comments on Floyd's death on the last episode of Drink Champs. I don't know if you guys watched it. I, I went a little bit over it on the last episode, and I predicted this. I did say that I feel like somebody's going to file a lawsuit because, um, you know, Kanye has been speaking a lot of ignorant rhetoric that is not making any sense. Like, I just, I wish he would just be quiet, but you know him, he has to express himself, and I get that, but now it's starting to, it looks like it's, it's um, you know, it's turning from a, a little mole, you know, a molehill into a, a mountain, you know, that's or a little anthill or whatever that saying is, I'm sorry. But he's making a, you know, it could have been something so small if he did not say anything at all. Or now I feel like it's getting bigger. Like these interviews are getting worse and people giving, are giving him these platforms because they want, you know, the views and the, the shock value. Like I'm tired of it. I wish people would just like not even take his request. I don't care how rich he is. Just ignore him because as you can see in here, Kanye is not in his right state of mind. Like, I think he's he's in this it's me against the world type of phase, but he feels like I have so much money I can say and do what I want to do. And, and that's what it and that's what it is. Like, even in that last episode of Drink Champs, he, he even said he was like, Adidas can't basically can't drop me from my contract with them, even if I say anti-Semitic comments like I can get away with this. Like, this is this is what I'm going to continue to do because nobody's going to stop me. You know, I'm still going to be a billionaire and, and say what I want to say. That's that's like his attitude. But anyways, um, the lawsuit will also include um, it will it will it will also target unnamed business partners and associates. Now, I want to stop here. That leaves the door open. Like it leaves it wide open for who else is going to be included on this lawsuit, this 250 million lawsuit that George F Floyd's family is, you know, filing. Now, I mean, I think it's obvious for me, you know, allegedly I I see, you know, Candace Owens and I see Nore, the host, one of the hosts for Drink Champs that's on Revolt. Like for them to even post it, I'm going to get to that, but I I see them being included in this 250 million dollar lawsuit. Like it it makes sense. Like I just see it. But um, yes, the episode has been removed from YouTube and Revolt, but the family points out clips of the rapper's rant continue to be viewed and shared by millions on social media across the globe, which is true. Like once something's on the Internet, it's never going to come off. So I advise what you say, what you post. It, it, it definitely take, it's hard for it to come off the Internet. Like once something's out there, it's out there. That's I totally agree with that. But. Um, I do hold Drink Champs partly responsible for even posting the interview. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I knew that, like, they had to think that there was going to be some back backlash, but it was not a smart move to post that episode, of, you know, anyways. But what I want to point out is that Kanye, he recently did an episode of HBO's The Shop, which is executive produced by the great um, LeBron James. Everybody loves LeBron. But anyways, that's not the point. But he did an episode of that that um, HBO show, The Shop. I, I don't know if you guys seen it. It's like where they're in a barbershop and there's like 
rappers or even um, athletes that are in there talking about like serious issues or world issues, stuff that's going on, you know, even pop culture issues, you know, like they're just talking, you know, like in how men, African-American men talk in, you know, barbershops around the globe. I mean, in the U.S., but or the globe, you know, there's barbershops everywhere. So anyways, moving on, basically, after all, he made anti-Semitic comments on that show and he like really offensive stuff they even you know reported this and they were smart enough not to air the episode like lebron and his other executive producer partners they were like no we're gonna pull this episode we're not even gonna post it because we do not want to offend nobody so that's where i'm like i'm looking at drink champs and i'm like huh like really so i believe you know the floyd family should hold and if we're going to be honest they should hold drink champs you know responsible also for even posting this episode they gave him the platform to say these things. And now, they, like they said, they're being shared by millions and viewed by millions across the globe. And like I said before, once something's on the internet, it'll never come off. But keeping it on Kanye, we're going to keep it moving. Balenciaga has cut ties with him due to his anti-Semitic comments, okay? And went tour in Vogue. They say they um, have no intention of working with him ever again, okay? <laughs> now, what I want to point out, I want you guys to remember, Anna invited Met. I mean, well, Anna invited Kanye, I said Met. I, I got the two mixed up, but let me finish. Anna invited Kanye to the Met Gala in 2009. So that's how they kind of got close and built a relationship. And then fast forward to 2014, Kim and Kanye got the cover of Vogue, you know, that which was like a big deal for Kim. But Kim and Kanye got the Vogue after they got married, which was in 2014, right? So now what I want to focus on for a minute is Kim, she finally got her own cover of Vogue, you know, I think like in 20, it was recent. It was really recent. I, I don't know if it was 2020, 2019. I want to say 2020 or 2021 even. Or maybe it was this year, but she got her own cover of Vogue. But that was until she announced that she was divorcing Kanye. I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying it all <laughs> coincidentally aligns, you know, all of a sudden. That's just all I wanted to point out. But I have a feeling that, you know, Kim knew that this was going to happen. You know, it was going to come to this allegedly, you know. Um, remember, you know, Kanye, he's allegedly refusing to take any medication for his diagnosis of um, bipolar. You know, he's been diagnosed. He has been diagnosed for that, but he is refusing to take medication. And I think Kim was, you know, like she was done with this a long time ago once she realized that there was no reasoning with him, because I believe Kanye has the mind of Kanye always thinks he's right. Like, I'm right. You're wrong. There's no other discussion. But keeping it in, in the vein of Kanye, we're going to keep it moving. You have Charlemagne. He comes out of nowhere on a podcast. I don't know. I don't remember the name of the podcast, but he you can Google this. But he comes out of nowhere and he reveals that Kanye wanted him to go against Pete Davidson, who he also happens to be friends with. Charlemagne is cool. Charlemagne is cool with Pete da Davidson. So Kanye wanted Charlemagne to turn on Pete Davidson and he... This is what Charlemagne said. He said, Kanye told him, quote unquote, we got to save the new Marilyn Monroe. Okay, I want to stop there. What is this deal with everybody wanting Kim to be the new Marilyn Monroe? Okay. I see similarities. I'm not going to lie. There are, you know, similarities, you know, to their come up, I guess you could say. But in the end, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see the similarities, you know, even though people want to believe Marilyn Monroe 
could not act. She did a lot better on camera to me than when I saw Kim in that one movie, that Tyler Perry movie that she made a cameo in. So I don't compare the two. One is a reality star. One was an actress. And she also, she also had her own production company. So, I mean, I don't, I don't correlate the two. But obviously, Kanye feels like she is the new Marilyn Monroe. And he feels like he has to save her. And then he goes on to say in, that, in this quote that Charlemagne says, he says, my wife is out here fucking a white boy with a 10-inch penis. And then he repeats it again. My wife is out here fucking a white boy with a 10-inch penis. Charlemagne said he was screaming that. He was screaming that. <laughs> you can see the video, I swear to God, if you look it up. Okay. But he goes, and you won't help me? You're telling me that you're friends, but you're supposed to be culture. That's what Kanye told Charlamagne. Like, you're supposed to be the culture, but you're friends with this dude that's screwing my wife. Obviously, I guess he was offended by the size. I don't know, but I don't know why he had to point that out. Um, I do feel bad that Charlamagne shared that to the world. I think that's definitely going to mess with Kanye and his mental state. Um, I think it's going to get under his skin because he did mention it on Drink Champs and he tried to play it off, but I could, I could tell that for Charlamagne to even... Um, put something so intimate. I think I think Kanye went to Charlemagne like as a friend, even though it wasn't right. It's not right to try to get anybody to gang up with somebody because you have a beef with somebody. That's not right. But what I'm saying is, I think at that moment Kanye was vulnerable and he told him something vulnerable, and Charlemagne shared it to the world. Wow, that's all I'm gonna say with that one. That's all I want to leave it at. But moving on to the next report. Page six reports, Wendy Williams is out of rehab and doing better than ever, quote unquote. This is um, her rep. This is her representative is confirming this. Um, they're stating that Wendy, um, Wendy was in rehab since August. So for nearly two months of treatment, she's been in there. Um, she checked back in after relapsing with alcohol. Uh, she went from wine to straight up vodka. This is per her rep. Um she also states that her health um, and addiction issues worsen after her former talk show production company, Debmar Mercury, allegedly refused to get her help. They turned their backs on her. This is what her representative is stating is the reason why um, Wendy has been uh, noticeably, um, I don't, I don't want to say spiraling, spiraling. I don't want to say that she's crazy because... I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's saying that, you know, I've heard, I've heard reports that she needs a conservatorship, she, that, that drama with her bank, saying that she needs to have somebody, you know, have a conservatorship on her because she's not financially, you know, I guess she's, you know, taking out big withdrawals, I, you know, which is her business. That's her money. You know, she worked hard for it. So if she wants to blow it, that's her business. But um, there's a lot of talk and whisper about her mental state. And I don't, I don't want to make no judgments. I don't want to see, cause that's serious. And I don't, you know, I don't want to speculate cause I, you know, I did not always agree with Wendy, but I did enjoy the Wendy Williams show. I'm not going to lie it, you know, um, I just hope Wendy is okay and that she is taking care of herself. Um, but now back to what, you know, the report, they're saying that she's out and she's healthy, but and they're saying that um, now she's, you know, now that, now that she's home and she's back to, you know, herself, that she may focus on um, her podcast that was previously announced, or she might even open a restaurant, which I mean, hey, I mean, either war, either way, I do think there is a interest for Wendy Williams. So I do think people will um, check either out. So 
um, yeah, I, you know, I'm looking forward to the podcast and, and I'm looking forward, uh, if she does restaurant open a restaurant, I would probably fly out and go visit it. I'm not even going to lie, but, um, I just hope that she's okay and she's taking care of herself. And I do miss the Wilney Williams show. Once again, I'm going to repeat that because it was such a great <laughs> messy show, <laughs> but, um, she was just entertaining. That's, that's just my point. Okay. Um, but uh, they're trying to give, you know, that spot, the Wendy Williams spot, because they did do her dirty. Okay. Because remember, she does not have a YouTube channel. She does not have, a, they don't, they didn't even leave up like her social media, like her Instagram, Facebook and all that. They deleted everything. Like there is no, they basically like tried to delete all footage of the Wendy Williams show. I can't believe there's no YouTube channel. Like you can't go back and watch previous episodes. Like that is so crazy to me. Like they just. I mean, allegedly, it just comes off dirty. It just comes off like they're, they're, you know, trying to get rid of her, trying to erase her. But as you can, like I previously just said, as you can tell, they are trying to give that spot to the Sherry Shepard show. Um, for the record, I stopped watching daytime TV once Wendy, you know, once the Wendy show was canceled. So it's not the same. Um, I've seen some of Kelly Clarkson. I've seen some of Jennifer Hudson. I've seen Sherry Shepard's daytime talk shows. I... It's just too much, too much, like, and no offense, it's just, no, none of those three um, stand out to me enough to watch the shows, but much success for them, I'm rooting for them, and, and I know they're probably gonna be doing seasons and seasons, because they all have lovely personalities, so, um, that was not, like, a diss to them, okay, <laughs> moving on to the next topic, Taylor Swift drops her new album, that, which is also a visual album, and it's titled Midnight's. Um, mind you, there's like plenty of versions. I looked this up, but I mean that, that shouldn't take away from the album. So anyways, the album has already broken the record for most streamed album in a single day in Spotify, US and UK history. Also Amazon music. Um, she surpassed Drake's certified lover boy US record. Um, the album had 184.16, wait, sorry. 184.695 million streams, okay? The album is projected to debut at number one with 1.1 to 1.2 million units, okay? Moved. And they're saying 800,000 copies pure sales in the first day that it came out. Like, Taylor's not playing. She's definitely going to be this generation's pop queen. I, like, she definitely has that throne, for these Gen Z kids, this is their, like, Madonna, Barbara Streisand, like, she's, you know, Taylor is that girl, like, you can't, and I can't dislike her, because she's, she's my son's son, we share the same son sign, she's a Sagittarius like me, any Sagittarius that's out there doing it, I give them their props, because <laughs> it's hard being a Sagittarius, but I'm not gonna get into that right now, but I'm just gonna say that, you know, I'm not, I'm not shocked that she's moving numbers like that. Like Taylor has a following. She has a fan base while these other people are barely selling 30,000 copies of their first album, even their second album. Let's put it out there. Okay. But Taylor, this is like her 10th, I think probably close to her 10th. One of them, cause she has so many albums. This girl is not playing. She's going to go down in history as one of the greatest songwriters of this generation definitely so um congrats to her not hating on taylor like once again i said i don't have no problem with taylor swift i think she's cool 
She's very, I like that she's chill and she's quiet. She minds her business. You don't know nothing about her personal life. Like a Sagittarius, she's definitely, you know, she has a, she's one of them people that have made it to where I have a professional life. This is what I share with the public. And then this is my life. This is for me, my private life. And just like Beyonce, just like Adele, she's doing great at it. So congratulations once again, Taylor Swift. This is not no Taylor Swift shade. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Trump has officially been subpoenaed by the January 6th committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol. I know, I don't know if you guys remember that, that craziness that happened back in January where those thugs, those those people stormed the Capitol and, you know, broke in and was acting a fool. Well, all because under, you know, all for the, the Make, America, uh, Make America Great Again movement, which would be the Trump organization, the whole Trump movement. But anyways, he's been subpoenaed. Okay, so now Trump, he must testify on November 14th and he must provide documents on November 4th. And this is all because of the January 6th insurrection. I think that, um, you know, I'm watching. That's all I'm going to say. There's just so much coming out. I feel like all the things that I'm going to say, all the things that Trump was not honest with us about or anything that he was hiding it's going to be uncovered. We're, we're about to find out everything, which has been, there's been so much coming out. Like, so I think this is bad for him that he's been subpoenaed. And I do think that they're going to find some kind of link in this whole thing. Okay. Allegedly. So I, you know, I'm just, I'm, like I said before I'm watching. So we will continue. I will continue to be reporting on this because I want to know what's going to happen <laughs> since he's been subpoenaed. I want to know how he's going to, what he's going to say even, on the stand like okay so anyways moving on to the next topic kendrick lamar's good kid mad city becomes the first hip-hop album to spend 10 years on the billboard 200 chop okay the billboard 200 album chart okay that deserves a round of applause big time because that's history kendrick deserves it he's definitely one of the greatest rappers of this generation probably one of the greatest rappers of all time that's debatable you know, I already know who my top five to top, even top three is. I know who my greatest rapper of all time is. I'm not going to get into that because we could be on this, this podcast for hours if we get into that. But anyways, congrats to Kendrick. Well-deserved. And he continues to put out, you know, uh, raw, uh, inspiring, just different out of the box. He continues to... Um, outdo himself he's because every album it's good like even with his album that came out this year it's a great album but kid, good kid mad city i do remember that album we played that album out you know me and my family we love that album we love kendrick congrats like i said again king keep doing your thing i'm gonna keep supporting you well right so variety reports netflix is committed to its binge release strategy for the series so there will be no change i don't remember i, I don't remember I don't know if you guys remember, if you've been listening to previous episodes, I did um, report that Netflix was thinking about changing their binge uh, release strategy that they've previously had for, you know, series. They were thinking about going to weekly, but as you can see, they did the smart thing. They went back, they decided to go back to, you know, not to change the formula. They're, like I said before, even with um, Netflix, like Instagram, they're doing weird things. They're doing changes too. Now they have a, um, an ad 
type of um, package that you can get now that's about $6.99. But it's not like you get to choose what you want to watch. It's basically like what they, it, it's just getting weird. It's getting weird. People, like these, these streaming services are finding sneakier, um, sneakier ways to make more money. That's how I feel. Like, it's just like, you guys shouldn't change it. You guys should just leave it the same. Stop trying to out, out but, but as you can see, they're competing. Because all these streaming services, it used to be like one or two <laughs> in the beginning. You know, maybe three or four. Now, it's like every company wants to start their own streaming. Every network on television wants to start their own streaming service or app. It's just, it's becoming too much. It's becoming so, like, too much. And and then on top of that, it becomes like, if, especially if you're subscribing to all of these, it becomes like 10 separate bills. Like, it's just, oh my god. But like I said before, I'm glad that Netflix is sticking to their binge release strategy for the series. Do not change it. Moving on to the next report. New York Daily News reports eBay removes listings of Jeffrey Dahmer costumes for violating violence policy. Okay. Let me read that again because that that, that did not sound right to me. <laughs> All right. Okay. eBay removes listings of Jeffrey Dahmer costumes for violating violence policy. Yes, people are actually inspired by that net that horrifying and disgusting Netflix series and are posting Jeffrey Dahmer costumes, which is crazy to me. Please stop glorifying this is not an this is not a Halloween costume idea. Jeffrey Dahmer is not a Halloween costume idea. There's something wrong with you if you think if you think that oh I think this would be cute or oh this would be cool to wear on Halloween you're you're like stay in the house do not leave okay do not do not leave because you're definitely going to offend somebody somebody with sense and hopefully you know that person will sent with sense I mean I don't I don't condone violence I'm not saying that you know I'm not wishing anybody any type of violence but there will be some people that will be so hurt by, you know, so offended by the costume that they're going to speak up. And as you can see, it's happening, you know, and I'm glad eBay is removing those listings because that is offensive. And uh, yes, that is violating the violence policy. I don't care how many years ago it happened. It's still not a costume idea. Like, stop trying to glorify, you know, stop you know, turning something that was so bad and shocking into something like like it's cool or for likes like stop but anyways moving on to the next topic 30 years ago this week madonna released her iconic adult coffee table book sex yes 30 30 years ago this week i can't believe we'll go, the, you know how far back but um it was released on october 21st 1992 um, so I, that would make me, what, about six? I was six years old when this book came out. About six, hold on. Yeah, six. Yeah, I was six. Six. I was six when this book came out. And I don't, I've never seen the book. I mean, I've seen, I've seen pictures now that I'm, a, you know, now that I'm, I'm of age, I'm an adult. Yes, I have seen, you know, pictures of the book online. I even want a copy of the book <laughs> because it's like a collector's item. And the photos, they look, I mean, yes, they're shocking, but they look so beautifully shot. Like whoever, you know, Stephen Klein was the photographer of the book. He did some, and I think there's another name of the photographer. I did not get that information. I should have, but 
Moving on, Madonna posted on her Instagram, quote unquote, 30 years ago, I published a book called SEX. In addition to photos of me naked, there were photos of men kissing men, women kissing women, and me kissing everyone. (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to laugh at that. Okay, back to what she said. I also wrote about my sexual fantasies and shared my point of view about sexuality in in an ironic way. I spent the next few years being interviewed by narrow-minded people who tried to shame me for empowering myself as a woman. I was called a whore, a witch, a heretic, and the devil. Now, Cardi B can sing about her WAP, Kim Kardashian can grace the cover of any magazine with her naked ass, and Miley Cyrus can come in like a wrecking ball. You're welcome, bitches. And she had like a clown emoji next to it i don't take no offense to it i think we you know madonna's just reminding you guys who she is i think a lot of the you know a lot of people are age shaming her i think people should just leave her alone if you don't like it you know you can you know press the you know the x button and you know saying you know this is not content you want to see like you you are able to do that so i don't feel the need i don't see why people feel the need to talk about her like, just let this woman live her life. Let her do what she's doing. She's not hurting anybody. You know, that's what's, you know, social media is designed to where if you don't want to see something or if you don't want nothing in your al- algorithm, you can remove it. Or you can, you know, you tell your agor- algorithm that you don't want to see that type of content. But moving on, for those of you who aren't old enough to, you know, or just you who, who don't know what the Madonna SEX book was, Um, It was released alongside with her fifth studio album, Erotica. Um, The book included softcore porn images um, with other celebs, including Naomi Campbell, Big Daddy Kane, Isabella Rosalini, and Vanilla Ice. Now, mind you, I got some tea when I did this. I looked this up. I didn't even know this, but Vanilla, you know, Madonna was dating Vanilla Ice at the time when she made this book, okay? At the time, you know, the book's publication. And Vanilla Ice said that the book's publication led to their breakup. Basically, this book being published is what broke them up. And he, quote unquote, said he's hurt to be an unwitting part of this slutty package. As you can see, slut shaming was a thing in 1992, 19, which is crazy. I can't believe it's only 30 years ago, but it seems like yesterday. But 1992 was a different time. Definitely. (laughs) You, there was a lot you could not do in 1992. I do remember that. But moving on, the book was $49.95 at the time when it was released. It had a spiral bound, and it was 128 pages, okay? After the release of this book, th- let me just tell you, this is some of the chaos that happened, you know. This is why Madonna is, you know, who she is, okay? The Vatican, the Vatican, they urged followers to boycott the book. They called it morally intolerable okay it was sold the book it was sold behind the cash register at the bookstores and to customers over 18 so you had to be over 18 to even buy the book back then okay which is appropriate um but all in all with all this you know controversy and stuff the book sold over 150,000 copies on its first day of release it topped the new york bestsellers you know the well sorry it topped the new york times bestseller list for three weeks now um there's a collect you, you know now it's a collector's item it definitely is it's something i want on my coffee table 
you know, once I get my official house in the future, okay? But now on the resale market, it's going to cost you about a good hundreds of dollars. Last time I looked, it was like north of $500 for that book. So it went from $49.95 in a 30-year span to now like over $500 plus, probably even higher than that now. That, that was probably like a year ago when I was looking. But anyways, at the time, Madonna told MTV in 1992, quote unquote, a lot of things, you know, she said, a lot of the things I deal with in my music and the book are in particular with the repression that's going on in America right now. There's a lot of really narrow minded people. Let me stop. This is very true of 1992. She's not lying. There were, This is like America was very narrow minded at this time. But she goes on and says, if I can change the way one one hundredth of them thinks, then I've accomplished something that is a very smart woman. <laughs> OK, Madonna, like you, you definitely can't deny Madonna's impact on culture, not just pop culture, like culture as, as far as the culture. And like you can't slut like women can sexually women artists, women, women pop stars, popular artists you know, female artists, they can express themselves, you know, sexually and not be slut shamed for it now. She's definitely one of the, the, the pioneers of that. Like definitely one of the, the, the first women to, you know, freely sexually express themselves. You know, that's like shocking. Who came out with a sex book? Like a soft corn, a soft core porn sex book. Like what pop star <laughs> did that in her prime? And like, I, for 1992, I know at the time it did, it, it cost, she, she was like getting hell for it. I do remember that. And everybody just thought she was a, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, use those, those slut shaming terms, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, the slurs, I'm not going to do it, but it was not pretty. And, you know, Madonna took it like a G, she took it on the chin. She really did. And she kept pushing. She was like, you know what, you guys may not like it, but I'm going to make it to where, you know. It, you, it's not so shocking because you've seen it before. You know, I'm going to desensitize you. Like, you know, and I I think that's what she was doing. She was basically trying to desensitize America because like she said before at the time in 1992, America was very um, narrow-minded. So anyways, um, you know, she definitely, you, like I said before, she made it possible for female pop stars to express themselves sexually without being slut-shamed. That is so true. So after she posts all this, Cardi B comes out of nowhere and she responds to Madonna's, you know, post basically saying that she's paid her homage because she grew up listening to her music, which is not paying homage for the record. Just want to say that. Just want to point that out. And then she goes on and saying um, these icons really become disappointments once you make it in the industry. Mm. And then she continues and she, you know. She basically says she's not going to let a white woman little girl her, which is, I don't even, I you know, mind you, Kim Kardashian and Miley Cyrus did not respond to Madonna at all. Like, I don't even think it was that serious. Madonna, I don't even think Madonna was dissing anybody. She was just expressing like, you know, while you guys are making fun of me on TikTok and social media because I'm expressing myself the way I am freely, even though I am 60 plus, which the age shaming, it's whack. We are in 2022. You can't do that. 
if if y'all want you you can't do that if no if you don't want to be walking around like motherfuckers you you can't <laughs> excuse my French I'm sorry I'm getting so like flustered with it but you can't it's changed now you know after me too you can't do that like you can't like now we have where you can do you know you you can identify as you know as a a non-binary gender like you you can't do that you can't age shame somebody it's whack like because at the end of the day we're all going to be that age and i and i hope you look since you're clowning that person i hope you're in a better state and you look better than what what you're clowning since you want to make fun of people like i'm just saying and 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 it, by making fun of people karma from what i've what i've i've learned and what i know about karma it no, it don't work out <laughs> you you'll always look end up looking stupid so i suggest if you're out there gen z or millennials anybody really if you're out there age saming somebody or making fun of somebody because they're old it's whack and like i said before madonna's not hurting nobody but back to the story cardi b i don't know why she took offense to it she's so sensitive i wish she should she would just find something else to do you know i I don't i'm not gonna you know take no digs at her because because it's not that serious. But all I'm going to say is that it was not that serious to respond to Madonna like that or, you know, to, to disrespect her like that. Um, it, it really wasn't. Madonna was not trying to step on nobody's toes. She was not trying to say... She was just basically saying, if it wasn't for, you know, me taking the lashings on my back, we wouldn't have these girls, you know, doing what they're doing now where they're they're basically, you know, half-naked all the damn time or or pretty much naked. And I, you know, I'm just, just give Madonna her flowers. It's not that serious. <laughs> just, just, just admit, like, if, you know, she definitely helped the culture with moving it to where we, we, it's not cool to slut shame a girl no more. A girl can, you know, sexually express, a woman can sexually express herself without, you know, without thinking, oh, there's something wrong with her mentally or she's, you know, fast or she you know she's loose like that's not she definitely helped with that I'm just saying so I don't think it was serious to like come at her and a lot of a lot of Twitter I'm gonna say Shea Butter Twitter you know which is the black community were coming for her which I don't get where they came from because Cardi B's not black I, I don't I don't get where they they enter and Madonna didn't say nobody black on her message Cardi B's not black Kim Kardashian's not black. Miley Cyrus is not black. So where did the black community, they're like, I've been seeing tweets like, well, Madonna's never, for her to say she's inspired black women, that's not what she said. That's not what she said. Okay, reading is fundamental. Read context clues. Okay? I just, it's crazy to me, but long story short, Cardi B and Madonna did end up making up, which I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I hope there was an apology if they did speak on the phone. I I, I hope, but um, it is reported that they didn't make, you know, make up. So there is no beef between them. Moving on. Um, Beyonce, she confirms at the Wearable Art Gala, which happened this past weekend on Saturday night. I guess she goes every year and she's like always wearing something extravagant. She's been doing it like for the past, I want to say four or five years. Um, from what I've been seeing, like publicly from photos I've been seeing every year, she's always wearing some extravagant over the top outfit. <laughs> but anyways, um, 
So at this wearable art gala, um, she basically confirmed that the Renaissance tour is kicking off in summer 2023. Yes, people. Renaissance tour coming summer 2023. Okay. Because at the um, at the gala, she auctioned off um, concert, concert ticket packages at any of the United National and International destinations around the world. Okay. So the package included two first class international United Airline Polaris tickets to select cities with three night hotel accommodations at a Marriott property. Now, it's um, also included with a guided backstage tour with Miss Tina. Now, the tickets, the two tickets I was telling you about, the whole package, it's valued at a total of $20,000. They were auctioned off at $150,000. $150,000. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And at first, I was thinking, well, $20,000 is a lot of money. But let's think about it. Let's, let's break the, if you really want to break down the, the package. Okay, so two concert tickets. Basically, Beyonce is going to give you like front row. She's going to have you like basically sitting up under her, I'm sure. So that's going to, you know, probably those together, what? That's like seven, five thousand the most, but four thousand. Let's say four thousand. Four thousand for those two tickets, okay? And then she says two first class international United Airline Polaris tickets to select cities. So that's definitely, that's definitely like what, five, five, five to seven, probably like first class. No, probably seven to nine. Definitely. Okay. And then also the hotel package is a three night hotel stay at a Marriott property. So yes, I can definitely, and then you get a, a guided backstage tour with Miss Tina, her mama. So yes, definitely. This package does total a $20,000. I, I see it being $20,000. I'm not even going to joke with you. So, but they were auctioned off at $150,000. They did not say who they, you know, who the bidder was or who, of course not, but it, it's on. That's all I'm, I'm pointing out. Beyonce is coming. It's, it's on summer 2023. I'm going to be there. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm definitely going to podcast about it. I'm going to probably have multiple episodes about it. <laughs> I'm going to be so excited because I need an, another Beyonce show. Like, I need another Beyonce. I have not seen Beyonce since 2018 where she came out here in Arlington at the Cowboy Stadium and she came out here on the On the Run 2 tour with Jay-Z. That was the last time I seen Beyonce. So I'm definitely going to be at the Renaissance tour. I hope you guys will be too. It's going to be the tour of the year. I'm calling it now of 2023. It's going to be the best tour. I'm calling it now. So <laughs> that's my prediction. But um Beyonce, she's definitely gonna, she's gonna give it to us, and I'm just mad that she, we still have no videos. So that's just crazy to me. But that was all the topics for this week. Make sure you subscribe, share, and like on Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to follow the Cheston Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. A new episode will be uploaded next Tuesday. Thank you. Peace.